Welcome to the Club Soda Club. We're three friends, each with our own sobriety story, sharing our personal experiences and what we've learned along the way about leading a new alcohol-free life. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I started recording, so I think we should keep that. <laughs> Maybe maybe it took the levels a little bit because I didn't really lean away from my mic when I did that. Oh, that's <laughs> that amazing! Very distorted. <laughs> See, sober people can have people fun. People are gonna hate us because they're gonna like this first thing they're gonna hear is their eardrum is blasted. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. that's first probably uh, first they'll hear our sweet jazz music and then <laughs> and then just screaming idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the second meeting of the Club Soda Club podcast. No, the Club Soda Club. Whatever. <laughs> we are a podcast. You're yeah. not incorrect. We are a podcast, yes. That's factual. One of these episodes, we're going to get our intro down. Roll call. Jessica Chur is present. Derek Bolin. Present. Scott Graham. Present. Hey, you remembered his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Progress. Yes, I did. I'm a real boy. <laughs> uh, just what, or scout leader, what, whatever. What, what are we talking about today? Lady in charge. We are talking about physical fitness today. Cool. Yes. Um, do we want to go in? Do we want to go in order of the length of time we've been sober? Or is that going to be our, our whole? Fu- oh, I mean, no. I'm always going to. No. We can mix it up. We can mix it up. You know what? I'll go first because I probably have slightly less to talk about than you two running folks. But uh, <laughs> that I do have. I haven't, I haven't been much of a running folk lately. Well, but, but carry you've on. <laughs> you've been more than me for sure. Um, okay, so since when I when I stopped drinking, and I don't know if you guys had a similar experience, I lost a bunch of weight. Like. Yeah, really quick without even trying. Yep. Uh, and then I put it back on a few months mm-hmm. later. Right. Um, but since then, I think I'm down uh, like I've been sober for three and a half years, but I'm down about 35 or 40 pounds from my heaviest, nice. wow. which, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was big. So um, it there's a lot of empty calories in alcohol like that if you think about sitting there and drinking like a six pack of beer it's crazy how many calories and how much how many carbs and all that stuff that you're putting into your body so uh, you are going to end up not only from the alcohol but alcohol i don't like i'm sure i'm not the only one but alcohol just makes you want to eat so much more too oh for sure like the 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 late night cheeseburger run that was Mm -hmm. the that was like standard standard around here back in the day uh so yeah like uh it's i don't get those weird late night cravings anymore um but that weight loss for me has been like a real confidence boost um and it you know it did come quickly and then sort of went away but over time just the the general health of my body has improved sort of gradually, but like in a really good, not forced way. So I think like you guys are going to talk about running and doing that kind of stuff, but I also want people to know that 
if you make this change, you are going to feel better. You're going to, your, your skin's going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. Uh, you're not going to grow your hair back. Sadly. Uh, I can definitely yeah. vote for that. <laughs> We're both for that. Uh, Scott, can I interject here really quick? Yeah, yeah, go. Just, just to freak people out, uh, I, I Googled it really quick while you were talking about it. In one bottle of wine, there is 635 calories. In one six-pack of beer, there is 800 calories on average. Yeah, so that's uh, like eating, That's like eating. you know those big, huge, greasy breakfast wraps at McDonald's? Yeah. Those are like 800 calories. Yeah. Just to yeah. put that in perspective, Derek, you just ran a half marathon. I know I'm like, spoiler alert. How many, do you have anything that calculates approximately how many calories you, you ran for two hours and burned about how many calories just to like. So it, it just, uh, it, it only does an estimate based on my height and weight. Cause I don't have like a heart track or mm-hmm. anything, but, uh, in two hours of running, I burned about 1200 calories. So that would have been about nine beer like, 1200 <laughs> calories in a half marathon that yeah that that's, like that's what you have to do yes yeah. it's crazy it's crazy like the thing about calories is your body needs a certain amount of calories to like fuel you through the day right so i think it's 18 1800 is the standard for an adult human being yeah right? and, it, and right. it varies based on your your height and weight and whatever but your muscle uh, like the more muscle you have the more you need the the higher your metabolism is yeah so like if you look at like drinking a six pack of beer or having a bottle of wine the amount of extra energy that your body is just going to store away as fat is like it's crazy because Mm -hmm. you're never going to burn that off and if that's like a constant thing it just it just piles up like you you can be a fit person and drink but if you didn't drink it's just like a whole nother level of fitness and well, and I, I know people who are, uh, like relatively intelligent adults, but they like to drink alcohol and instead of just like limiting or, or totally cutting out their alcohol consumption, they'll do things like put themselves through these insane diets, like whole 30 or yes. keto just, yes. just so they can keep drinking. Yes. I too know people that do that very regularly and it's always like a, the, the next, thing right there's always another well i'm going to try this thing and then i'm going to try that thing and yeah the thing you need you to can't try sustain is, that yeah forever yeah that was, for sure. that was for me sure. for the last for the last year almost constantly just struggling um yeah. before i start stop drinking and i'm still so i like we talked about in the last episode i'm only like a couple months sober so i haven't seen like the weight loss but um, I also didn't have like a very good diet anyways. So I'm kind of trying to correct all of that stuff now. So I expect to see some more progress in terms of like weight loss soon and more health effects. But again, it's only been two months and that stuff happens pretty gradually, as you said, Scott. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have had a similar experience to me where it happened, kind of right away they just like dropped a bunch of weight but then it just came back a few months later and i've talked to probably an equal amount of people that it nothing really changed right off the bat but slowly as their lifestyle changed the the weight started just sort of melting away to more of a healthy place and diet is definitely a big factor in that uh, mm-hmm. and that's something that i struggle with too especially um when I work on call and I'm working all kinds of crazy hours, like it's hard to find uh, an easy, healthy meal. Generally, if I'm like 
rushing to rescue somebody out of an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> you can't like stop for a healthy salad. You know what I mean? So, um, Scott, you want to provide some context there on uh, what your job is so that nobody thinks you're a firefighter. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah no worries. So, so I am a superhero and uh, I wear a cape and that's it. That's my job. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an elevator mechanic. So, uh, so when I'm on call, we sort of uh, have to go get people that are trapped in elevators untrapped. And uh, and you know yeah. what? To them, you are a superhero, Scott. Well, you know, two in the morning, and they're like, "Am I going to have to pee in this elevator?" <laughs> I put I put my uh, I put my uh, g string on one leg at a time, just like everyone else, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Uh, side question. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you gone into an elevator and someone has peed? In it? You know, Derek, it's been a few times and there's even been <laughs> other stuff than pee. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dude, how long, how right. slow do you drive? How well, long are they in there? Just sort of on topic here, uh, generally the people that have to do that in an elevator have had quite a bit to drink oh. and they have broken the seal, so to speak at some point during the night and they just can't hold oh. it anymore. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unintended, uh, byproduct. Yeah, totally. You, totally. Will, you will never have to shit or piss in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, don't say never. <laughs> but it's less likely, much less likely. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah. So, so as far as my, like, general fitness and stuff goes i did try to run uh in the fall i like i'm like got on this thing i'm like i'm gonna run and i didn't really talk about it like on the internet because like i was afraid that i would quit and i did so that's what happened with me and running i quite frankly i have really bad knees and i've had bad knees my whole life and i thought that you know maybe if i just ran a little bit it would be okay. It wasn't. They they're absolutely like daggers when I run. So I just generally stick to walking very very long distances. But uh, yeah, as far as running goes, that's uh, that's where you guys come in. You know what? I'm told that, and I don't know. I haven't like actually researched this, so don't take me take my word for this. But I have heard that walking and running actually burn the same amount of calories. It's just running. You're covering more distance in a shorter time, so it's faster. But yeah, I feel like I read that somewhere too. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm totally going to latch onto that because it makes me sound great. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And it probably, it, it seems scientifically accurate. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Like if I walk 25 kilometers, that's the same as somebody running 25 kilometers because I've actually been doing the physical activity for like 40% longer. Right. Maybe. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? I think so. Yeah. I feel like that I math mean, works out. I'm no doctor. Yeah. I'm no doctor, but I'm going to go ahead and give that the, the rubber stamp. I'm no Instagram fitness guru, but yeah, 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 <laughs> they, yeah. they'd probably give you the same half-assed shitty advice. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, what do you guys do, uh, or how do you guys uh, incorporate fitness into your sobriety? Jet, just sure. Me? I can go. I can go. Um, go. Go for it. So I used to be like a runner, like self-identified, like I'm a runner. I've got the freaking Garmin. I've got all the gear, the neon spandex, like running races at least once a month. And I, but I was only doing running and no strength training. And 
uh, I ended up with injuries. So for the last like few years, I haven't really been running and I really miss it. And I really want to get back into it. So I feel like sobriety is going to help me with that. Just giving me more mental space to be able to incorporate that back into my life and my routine. But I did have some struggles while I was a runner and still drinking. And I kind of wanted to address those um, since I'm still kind of trying to get back into the fitness thing. I don't have any like present right now stuff to talk about, but I can talk about how I used to sign up for races all the time and then go drinking the night before and then not go to the race that I paid for, which is kind of embarrassing. And seeing my name on the list with a big like zero beside it was pretty shameful. Did not finish. Yeah. yeah, did not start. Even worse. Did not finish. At least I can respect because they got there <laughs> and they tried. Up. Yeah, I just didn't even start. Um, I can remember a couple races specifically where that happened. And I just like woke up and I was like, oh, there's no way. I'm way too hungover. I can't go. And like, I don't know, that just sucks. Like the money's gone. And I was like excited about the race, obviously, or I wouldn't have paid for it. But I just like took that experience away from myself, you know. Um, And then the other thing is that I feel like my performance probably did suffer because when you're drinking, even if you're not drinking, like right before you're about to run, you're like generally more dehydrated than if you didn't and just focused on proper hydration, even if you're trying to like stay hydrated, but you're drinking alcohol, like it's gonna mess up that process in your body. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then also even just like trying to maintain consistent running. And you know, usually, like Derek, you know, when you're looking at training plans, and then the long run is always on the weekend, who wants to do that hungover? (laughs) Like I skipped so many long runs. Because, you know, and then of course, like, I feel like my performance probably could have been so much better. And maybe I wouldn't have even gotten injured if I just didn't have the the alcohol issue, like messing up my weekends and messing up my hydration and causing me to be hungover and miss my races. So I'm really looking forward to this go around. And I do feel like I'm starting at the very beginning right now, because um, I've sort of tried to come back from injuries a couple of times and ended up re-injuring myself. And now I'm like, no, I have to train myself like I'm like I've never run before and pretend that I didn't used to be able to run as fast as I could. Um, And I'm kind of excited to see how much better I can get, even though I'm like quite a bit older now, but I'm not I don't have the alcohol impeding my performance and my progress. It's good that you're approaching it that way. Like just a fresh start, you're a brand new runner, you're you're taking it uh, that way. So you're going to be, uh, I think, probably a lot uh, gentler with yourself than than if you expected results like right out of the gate, mm-hmm. like a lot of people might. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, my, uh, this isn't about my personal, ex- well, it is, but my anecdote that I was going to share on the last episode Uh, And it has to do with alcohol and running is that this weekend uh, I ran in a half marathon in Kelowna, British Columbia. Your first half Um, marathon. My first half marathon. Uh, But it was it was the wine country half marathon. So for any listeners who are not familiar with uh, with Kelowna, it's basically like the the Napa Valley of B.C., right? Like this is where all the B.C. wines are produced um, in the Okanagan. But the the whole very interesting thing about this half marathon was that uh it was very much geared towards 
middle-aged women. Like I think they had something like 1,500 runners sign up for it. And I would say easily 80 to 85% of those were middle-aged women. Um, And at the end of it, you got a commemorative wine glass and they let you into this festival where for three hours you could go around and all these different uh, breweries and uh, wineries had booths set up and you could walk around and drink beer and wine for free. Um, yeah, I feel, I know so, somebody that did this run a few years ago while I was still drinking and they wanted me to come do it with them. And uh, even then when I was drinking, I thought like, why would you run all that and way then, and then drink a bunch after you were done? Like that just seemed insane to me, even as someone who drank. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, blew my mind and like I was feeling like me the non-drinker who drank like more water than I've ever drank in my entire life yesterday (laughs) before the run during the run and after the run I woke up today and I was dehydrated uh I'm still feeling kind of dehydrated now and I'm just like holy shit can you imagine what my body would like I feel like (laughs) like my body uh feels like you know severely beaten uh, and I can only imagine what I would feel like if and immediately after that. that. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It's not something that made a ton of sense to me. And there were, uh, I got all excited because there was one kombucha vendor Ooh, uh, at gross. the festival. <laughs> and I got in. <laughs> we know you're feeling good. <laughs> I got in line for this tent. And then I was like, wait a second. This line is awfully long at a <laughs> festival where they have booze so once i got closer uh i checked the cans that they were offering and they had mixed alcohol with the kombucha uh, uh, undrinkable for me yeah uh so i had some, some water and, and went and but i i kind of um, i, I kind of feel like that's a bit of a callback to episode one with like the bragging about how bad your hangover thing is do you know what i mean like you do this big run and then you go get wasted. And then the next day you're like, Oh, I feel awful. I'm so hungover. Plus I ran a half marathon yesterday. You know, like, yeah, that's like the ultimate brag about being hungover. Oh, I'm the world's dumbest person. Aren't I great? All that work I did means nothing because I canceled it out with all the wine. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like how many, uh, how many, uh, like I could have easily tacked on 1,200 calories uh, in three hours at a wine and beer festival if if I was still drinking. So mm-hmm. uh, instead, I just did it by going and eating like promptly eating four meals back to back to back to back, which I'm okay with. Yeah, you yeah. gotta fuel that. You gotta um, fuel that body. Got it. That's what they so say. So my. Uh, my uh, health story, I guess, I was never a particularly health conscious person uh, when like I played sports in high school or whatever. And then I quit all sports when I was 16 to learn guitar instead because I thought guitar players got more girls. <laughs> uh, turns out athletes actually do. So if I could go back and give past me some lessons, I would tell him that. Um <laughs> But uh, during my like heavy drinking days, there were days where like my entire uh, calorie intake for the day would would just be from alcohol. Like I wouldn't eat food. I would just drink. Um, 
or I would get hammered. And uh, side note, have you guys tried eating any food products from 7-Eleven since you sobered up? No. <laughs> like, you know what? I, I have I have a confession to make. I still love the potato wedges from 7-Eleven, and I will die on that hill. They are amazing. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I have I not tried those. Potato sober, wedges but are like, hard to mess up. Yeah, especially the spicy ones. Oh, yeah, they're, they're great. Anyways, I'll be back in a minute. I got to run up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission. Uh, but like sober taquitos. Uh, oh, hard, yeah, no. Hard to pass on those. Yeah. Um, so when I quit drinking, uh, basically like Scott, I immediately dropped 30 pounds doing absolutely nothing. Like See, I just no, cut out. Thing, I just want to interject in here. Sorry to interrupt Derek, but how, from where, from where I did you lose 30 pounds? Like, I, you was, were a so skeleton. I was at my, at my heaviest, I was, uh, two, 210 pounds. What? So I guess you're really bad. I guess you, yeah, you I, spread it out. I, yeah, I have pictures where I was like, you can definitely tell I, I had a beer belly and I was looking a little, little chubbier in the face. Uh, I'll, I'll show that they're on my Facebook if you guys want to check them out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I dropped, I dropped 30 pounds and then my mom, uh, who is bless her heart, uh, <laughs> who was getting into, uh, running at the time was, was basically just like, Hey, uh, I'm coming up to do the sun run which is this local run in Vancouver. It's a 10 K they do every year. Uh, she's like, why don't you do it with me? And I was like, sure, this could be like a nice, like mom, son bonding thing. Uh, so I did the sun run with her zero, like didn't train for it. Um, but all I had to do was move as fast as a like 58 year old woman, which, <laughs> you know, I trusted I'd be able to do. Uh, and I did the run and afterwards I was like, holy shit. Like, I really like that. I felt great after the run. I was like, this is something I, I really want to get into and, and start doing. So I started, uh, I was never on like a, an official training regimen, but I started just like going for runs like three to five nights a week. Um, uh, you know, increasing my distance, increasing my speed, uh, running a few more races. I think the, the fastest I got was I ran, uh, 10 K in about 45 minutes. Jeez. So, uh, that's four, four and a half minutes per kilometer. And then, uh, everyone oh, I tell yeah. this part to <laughs> hates my guts because I quit running or like significantly walked it back because I was getting, too skinny. <laughs> and I tell people that and they're like, you're such a fucking dickhead. Uh, like, who complains about that. Um, but I, I was like, I was getting like, not unhealthy skinny, but I was just like, I was not, uh, that runner skinny. You were, you were probably looking real yeah. wiry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I was looking a little, a little amazing. Like you guys even said, like, where did I lose the weight from? Cause I looked relatively skinny when I was drinking and then sober running Derek was like, uh, yeah, looking, looking a little emaciated. So, <laughs> uh, walked that back, tried, started hitting the gym a little more. And I still, I did things like the, uh, the half marathon, uh, which was my first, uh, possibly my last. I did a yeah. uh, 17th day with my girlfriend in Philadelphia a few months ago. Again, like not a lot of training for that. And then uh, I'll do 10Ks like here and there, but I don't, I'm not pushing myself to get like that fastest time anymore. It's just something I enjoy uh, going out and doing. 
Um, running is one of the like few, like truly mindless things that, that I can do. Like I can just go out. All I have to worry about is like the music I'm listening to and putting one foot in front of the other for like half an hour or an hour. Uh, and I just kind of tune everything else out and it's, uh, it's really therapeutic for me. So that's, that's why I've gotten into it. Uh, and that's what I enjoy about it. That's awesome. That is awesome. I don't think it's going to be your last half. No, I don't think so either. No, well now, see, I did this one and I set myself like this arbitrary goal time of finishing in under two hours, uh, with zero training. And I came in at like one fifty nine, one hour, 59 minutes and like 21 seconds. <laughs> so I just snuck in. I, I came in under my goal time and now I'm like, maybe I want to run one more where I train and just see how well I do there. Um, but I was talking to my girlfriend about it. She's done a few few half marathons. And she's like, I've done the same thing myself four times, being like, oh, I just want to do one more and see what it's like when I train. And then I register and I don't train for yeah. it. Because training for a half marathon, uh, just you've run a half before, I've right? I've run a few. Okay. And like the training for it, it's not like if you really want to train for it, it's, oh, it's something that's it's a pretty – pretty heavy level of involvement Mm -hmm. well mostly it's the it's the long run on the weekend that's gonna be you know at least an hour you know as you're getting later in the training like an hour and a half like that's it's a big commitment and then you're tired after so like I would do my long run and then come home and have a nap so basically like three hours of my day just like gone towards running and then you know obviously like showering and you have to focus a lot on like nutrition and making sure you're hydrated because you're running so much. It's, it's definitely like a time commitment. So I did kind of the same thing when I ran my first half marathon, I was training really well. And then my grandfather passed away and that just sort of like rocked my world and I stopped training. Um, and then I ran my half marathon and I don't remember what my time was, but I think it was close to like three hours. And then my next one, I actually like trained pretty consistently for it. Not perfect. Cause like I've never been able to train perfectly, but um, pretty consistently. And I was able to shave 20 minutes off my time the second time I tried. Wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty impressive what you can do if you actually just put in even a little bit of trying <laughs> a little bit of effort. <laughs> Story of my life. Derek, run another half marathon. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of effort. That's my, that's my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, if you, if you register and and train for one with me, I will do a half marathon. Oh, that'll be a bit. Uh, like like I talked to you about doing that 10k in July, and I'm not even going to be ready for that because I tried to run yesterday and like I just I couldn't do it. I'm just so I'm going to get to it in my recommends, but I am like so at beginner level right now. It's not even funny. What's the uh, what's the 10k in July? It was the pride the pride run and walk 10k. All right. Which I, which I did for register for, but I don't know how well I'm going to do. I might just tell you to go on and save yourself. <laughs> I'll just like come. I'll we'll probably do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of recommends, uh, do do this instead of drinking. Who wants to lead off? Well, I'll go first since I sort of already alluded to it. So I had to really swallow my pride when I decided I want to get back into running and I am using the couch to 5k app, which I highly recommend if you're like a brand new runner and you're just like, you wanted to get into running or you're curious to see if you could get into running. What it does is it basically has you running on alternating run walk intervals and it completely 
you don't have to worry about programming anything in. It's just already set up and it prompts you to when you need to walk and when you need to run. And you start by even like walking more than you're running. So you're like running for 30 seconds and then walking for a minute, I think, for the first workout. And it gradually you're you just get it just increases your running time, decreases your walking time until you're just running for like 30 minutes straight over, I think, like eight weeks. And um, I did a similar program when I first started running way back in the beginning, because the first race I ever did was the Sunrun 10K as well. But I trained for that with my work and they had a similar like learning to run program that we followed. Um, But I think you can use it for free or I think it's only like a few dollars. So it's the Couch to 5K app and I'm pretty sure it's available for Android and Apple. Also, also cross training. I recommend cross training. Like build your muscles as well as your cardio. Don't get, don't yeah. get injured. <laughs> when I, I walk back my running, that was I, I replaced it with uh, going to the, the gym a few times a week. And, and that way, maybe I can add muscle instead of just uh, turning into a, a human skeleton. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Scott? Uh, this is the do this instead of drinking, right? That's what we're... Uh... Yeah, well, yeah, or like something that's that's like it, it could be I, any any kind of. Well, I was going to tell you just to scroll endlessly through your phone because social media has the ability to eat up all the extra time in your life, and it's super easy and it's free. Scott, we're Scott, supposed help, to be. Help. Oh, oh, yeah. helping people, helping people. Okay, don't do any of that. Don't do any of those things. That's a horrible, horrible idea that will ruin your life forever. Yeah, just trade your alcohol cravings for a uh, comparison complex. That sounds good. Yeah. How sober is that person? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. There is this uh, huge kind of uh, sobriety uh, social media influencer things uh, springing up now. And we're going to um, make huge money off of it. And I, I mean, I like it because it is like you have these like, basically money. online. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because Derek likes what? money. <laughs> I you know, I'm not opposed yeah, I'm not to it. Anti-money. <laughs> yeah. um, so if anybody wants to give us like, money, that's uh no, just kidding. I would yeah, if if you want to, send it directly to <laughs> me directly. and I will make sure it's evenly yeah. evenly distributed. This is a podcast, so you can't see that I was making air quotes. Yeah. Debbie, you told us. We can feel them. Yeah, I can feel your air quotes. I saw the waveform for the air quotes specifically. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Yeah, so, but anyways, on a serious serious note, uh, do this instead of drinking. I would say try to find a new hobby and something that's outdoors, something physical, because this is, we're obviously talking about health in this episode, so... Try walking. See if there's like a walking group. We when I was uh, out for brunch with my wife on Sunday morning, there was this group of uh, older gentlemen at the place we were at, and they all had these shirts on. And they were in this walking club, and I thought, uh-huh. I am too young to join their club, but I want to. <laughs> I wanted to walk up to them and be like, "So, do you guys have an age limit or what? Because I totally want to walk with you guys, but I didn't." You should actually that would be, that would be the, the, I say I would say the minimum age there was 70 years old and I am uh, not, age diversity. Yeah, well there you go, you know. Bring the average down for them. Yeah. A lot. And if, maybe you get a free t-shirt out of it. Or you probably uh, I bet you they had to pay. Yeah, but I you know, I'd buy a yeah. t-shirt. I'd wear it pretty proudly, but yeah, like in instead of drinking like 
spend that time outside with the people you love doing something that's good for you. Well, and for um, a lot of people, a a big part of the reason that they can't quit drinking is because their entire social life has been predicated on on going out and drinking with their friends. Are we doing that? Is that an Um, episode coming up? Are we doing the friendship thing? I think it is, right? I I think it is. I think it okay. might be, um, but uh, John Kim, who, who was my recommendation, for, we were just like blending all the episodes. <laughs> together. The agenda has gone out the window. Yeah, whatever. Um, John Kim, who was my recommendation in the last episode, uh, his most recent podcast uh, was about how to make friends as, as an adult. And it's something that I think gives a lot of people anxiety. Oh my God. Um, Sorry, I was actually talking yesterday about wanting to start a whole podcast show just on that topic because I struggle with that so hard. I anyway, thought you were I thought you yeah, were gonna say I, you wanted to start a whole podcast just to make friends. Me and Derek are right here. That hurts a lot. <laughs> wow. Why are you telling yeah, us how you're don't hold back? Um, but his whole thing was like, yeah, just like find groups. Like, like there's a lot of like niche groups around like fitness or whatever. Like you can join a CrossFit gym or you can join a walking club or you can join a running club and you'll at least joining those groups, you know, you have like a baseline of one shared interest with those people. Um, so that's, that's a good, good way. If you're, if you're looking to make new friends, go hang out with 70 year old men who go for walks and wear matching teeth. Don't judge me, man. I'm going to go back there and find those guys and I'll show you, but they're really cool. I actually think like old dudes are the shit and they have like amazing stories and like really cool. One of them had a fanny pack. Okay. I want a fanny pack. Perfect. Yeah, I kind of do too. They seem really convenient. Yeah, totally. If you um, if you don't know where to find these groups too, like the meetup meetup.com or the meetup app is a really good place to start. Just looking at what's even available in your area. That, that's great advice. I'm going to go out on a limb and say these dudes are not on meetup.com. Well, <laughs> that's ageist. <laughs> it's ageist, but it's also 100% correct. I'm going to find it. Uh, and shameless plug, there there will be a Van Sober uh, meetup club uh, or meetup group shortly that we'll be using to to promote our events through. So uh, keep it. I'm excited about that, actually, because uh, I did like there there is a whole thing. With, friends. Like, friends and, <laughs> yeah. Friends, friends who yeah. are your drinking friends that aren't you don't really see that much anymore. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. you go. This this will be these will be your drinking friends, but instead of alcohol, you'll be drinking kombucha. Uh, Sorry, Scott. So I'm not off. coming. I don't make the rule. We're gonna get you on kombucha. <laughs> what is it that you don't like about kombucha? The taste. Like what? But okay, wait, 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 wait. For example, my 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 grand, my boyfriend <laughs> makes fun of me for drinking because he says it tastes like vi- I'm drinking vinegar, which I don't like. It tastes southern. like it tastes like feet. It's not you know. Which okay, uh, not the fee oh. part, but uh, the union in Vancouver, uh, which is a pretty cool bar with some tasty mm-hmm. food. Uh, they they actually have their own. Um, they have a really extensive mocktail collection, actually, which is nice. And then uh, they also have their own. Uh, they call it drinking vinegar, so they're like vinegar based. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, mocktails. Uh, but they're like they're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry, okay. that, I don't know where I was going, with that, but check it out. I will because I live kind of, sort of close to there. I don't, but I can <laughs> drink. 
drive. Oh, we should have we should have yeah. a meeting there for podcast. We should. We should. You know what? You know what's funny? I actually have uh, uh, one of those Zoom H1 uh, mobile recorders. We oh. could seriously oh, totally do like a, an episode at somewhere. That would be amazing. Oh, that'd be fun. We could do like yeah. a live a live mocktail it. review tasting thing. Yeah. We could do a mocktail. Cr- oh, I love that this is happening. <laughs> live. <laughs> We're live planning our podcasts on the podcast. People do that all the time. I've heard yeah. so many podcasts do that. Whatever. <laughs> True. You heard it here yeah. first. Um, my recommendation is uh, because this is the the wellness episode. Uh, one thing that I started doing uh, earlier this year that has had a profound impact on my life uh, is uh, meditation, which is uh, you know basically uh, my 38 years prior to this year. Uh, I don't know if, when I was an infant, if I was that vocal about it, but I was like, meditation is like hippy dippy healing crystal bullshit. Uh, and it's moronic and anyone who believes in it is stupid. Uh, cause I was an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, since, uh, I, I did like a new year's resolution, like I'm going to try to do 10 minutes of, uh, of meditation every day. I downloaded the headspace app. Uh, that is what I use. And it's, uh, it's actually a little shocking to me, uh, how much, and the, just the impact it's, it's had on my life so far this year. So, uh, even if you think it's stupid bullshit, uh, there is, I'm actually reading a book about it right now about like the, the scientific, um, backing behind meditation and, and how it improves your brain. Um, so try that out. So helpful. That's- that's really interesting to me because I would love to try meditation and I've tried before, but I just, I can't like quiet my brain down. Like I don't have an off switch. It's, it's definitely something I'm working on. I've heard that from so many people and I was probably the same. And the best thing about headspace is that they have this whole introductory series where, um, basically it, it starts you off with like five minutes at a time. And it's like, it doesn't tell you to stop your thoughts. It doesn't tell you to clear your brain because it understands. Well, that's that, not like, even what meditation like, is really about. Just, that's like a misconception. Yeah. So it's it's more, it trains you to just like sit there for five minutes and you recognize when when thoughts come into your brain and you, you acknowledge that they're there and then you kind of let them pass through. You try not to dwell um, on them and you try not to like go down a thought rabbit hole, but you still have thoughts. Yeah. And that's been, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that's been like the most like beneficial kind of reframing of it for me is that it's not about just like sitting there in total mm-hmm. silence with your head totally empty. It's, it's knowing that like, yeah, we're like, that's not how brains work and you're still going to have uh, synapses firing and you're still going to be thinking things, but you just like, you accept them and let them pass on. And then you start applying that to other things in your life. Like if you feel like, um, you know, if you have negative reactions to things or, uh, like kombucha or, or, or yeah, like, (laughs) or even positive reactions to things, you, you kind of, you can step back and you can acknowledge that you're feeling a certain way and then you let it pass through and, and get on with your day. So when I was going to therapy, my therapist actually recommended that I try to meditate twice a day, if you can believe it. Like she wanted me to try and find a way to meditate in the middle of my work day. Cause I was having a lot of anxiety at work and I was like, 
oh, but you know, when you picture meditation, you picture like sitting somewhere with your eyes closed and like breathing deeply and like, like very, like someone would look at you and be like, what are you, you're meditating? That's weird. Like you're just sitting at your desk. But she said, just, you don't need, you don't have to like close your eyes or do it. And it doesn't even have to be for a long time. She's like, just for like a minute, just count your breaths. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like that's easy. And that's, and no one would even notice I'm doing that. And I could just like pretend I'm yeah. looking out the window or stare at my computer screen and do it. Like just stare through my computer screen or whatever. Yeah. I like, I have to really work that into my routine, but I've been trying to be consistent with that as well. And I'm using an app called unplugged, which has a lot of really good guided meditations. They also have like sound bath meditations and um, other really cool stuff that I'm really enjoying. So. Very cool. I've, uh, I've even uh, meditated on, and I think this was actually really helpful uh, on public transit because you, you do it in an area where there are tons of distractions mm-hmm. um, and you, you kind of test the limits of your brain to just like focus on, on one thing internally or one thing calming or one thing soothing. Um, and you, you get a lot, it's like anything else, right? It's like you're hitting the gym, but for mm-hmm. your brain and you learn to, to start really tuning all that other stuff out. Huh. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to hey, look into it some more. Try, try it out, Scott. Give, give it a, give it a, give yeah. it a try. And maybe you'll uh, also give kombucha. Mm-hmm. A try I don't know about that. We're going to get you <laughs> into kombucha. Baby steps, guys. Baby right steps. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'm pretty I'll sure Headspace has a free trial. Unplugged has a free week, I think. So yeah, cool. Yeah, right on. Well, did we All do right. it? We did right. it. Uh, hey, thanks to everyone who uh, who joined us for this meeting of the Club Soda Club. Uh, if you care to engage with us outside of the podcast, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Herder or uh, on Instagram at Van Sober. And I'm on Twitter at Jess underscore underscore Couture, or Instagram is Jess Couture Art. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WFLBC. Scott's the only smart one who got the same name across all of his platforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a good name, too. It's not five letters. Like <laughs> five rando letters yeah (laughs) all right No, no further business meeting adjourned disclaimer nothing in this podcast constitutes medical or professional advice if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction there are a number of resources available we'll link to these resources in the show notes for each episode so that you can get the support you need